Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Do you know that God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about? As you listen to this sermon by Tikatoni, it is our prayer that you will filled with faith, hope, and love. God bless you. Amen. Okay, so I was saying that it doesn't take going to church, right? Because church cannot do it for you. Church is an absolute necessity commanded by God through his apostles. Right? And it's in the Bible that you gather together, forsake not the gathering of one another, which others in so doing have made a shipwreck of their faith. So you make a shipwreck of your faith when you become a loner. How many of you have ever had anything to do with coal before charcoal? Maybe you're roasting, cooking with charcoal. Maybe you're even ironing. I heard that you can iron with charcoal. Damn. Okay. How many of you have had anything to do with charcoal? Okay, not many of you. Okay. So, okay, almost all of you. How many of you have seen someone that is doing something with charcoal before? I guess I'm one of those people. Now, let's think about this. Have you noticed that the charcoal, the, the red hotness spreads around the charcoal? It doesn't stay on, like, on one side for a long time. So you have to fan it, then it spreads. Then sometimes it bursts into flames, then it calms down, then you fan it again, then it gets red and all that. Now, this is what it means to be, to be gathered together. So, when the church of God is gathered together, you can't have a stand-alone flame as a Christian. God hasn't instituted that. So, the flame is shared by living coals. The heat from this one makes your heat hot. And so, everybody being in that stuff becomes a lively coal. Now, Take, who has ever taken just one charcoal and you want to use it to start a fire? The moment you just take it off, it becomes black. Isolation is the plan of Satan. Every time Satan wants to do something with your life, he will isolate you. Or he will make you feel isolated and you are finished. You have any one of you here who thinks that you are the one suffering the most, you are finished. But you are just a living dead body. You're already dead, but you don't know. You just have a name that you are alive. Mercy. (laughs) (laughs) You just have a name that you're alive, but you're finished. Yeah. You're dead, but you're alive. So um, um, isolation is quite destructive. It's quite destructive. It's the first ploy of Satan. Separate and destroy. Separate and destroy. The best time for Satan to convince Eve over a long period of time was when she was isolated from Adam. Right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And if you look all through scripture, the best time for Satan to take advantage of Jesus was when he was isolated. Now, this time around, he was separated to fast, but Satan thought it was a good chance. In isolation, Satan began to whisper to Judas great ideas first of all Judas was <laughs> Judas was a very nice businessman he had 
Judas didn't start off bad. He wanted to pull a scam. First, it was innocent. But that's how we start. When you think you're in control of the evil deeds that you're doing in secret, the fornication, the lying, the deceitfulness over the internet, multiple relationships, evil relationships, all of these deceptions, you, you just look like something, but you're, you're, you're actually not the real deal. You know you're a deceiver. You know that you're a pretender. You know that in front of every, that what you are inside is definitely not what you are on the outside. You're a manipulator. You are a fraud star. It's just that you don't have the opportunity to go full. Are you there? All these things, if you know, if you definitely know all of these things, one of the things that you can really, really do is to put up a face. But it never starts out as wanting to be that, isn't it? We always start out by just... It's always innocent. It's not always innocent. It's always innocent. I mean, <laughs> it's always an innocent tryout. But once you feel like you're in control, you've lost control. Who gets me? Once you feel you're in control, you have lost control, my friends. You've definitely lost. You just look like everybody will be looking. Hey, this guy, correct guy. He knows what he's doing. You just know that you don't know what you're doing. You're running on the wind of emptiness. So God is preparing an army. Tell your neighbor. Tell three people. God is preparing an army. Be one of them. Yeah. Amen. Okay, praise the Lord. So God is preparing an army and you have to be one of those people. You have to. You have to be one of those people. The, the hidden things of deception have to end. No more covering. Tell your neighbor, no more covering. No. What are you hiding? What are you hiding? It will be exposed by the flame. To be exposed by the holy flame. Whatever you're hiding will be exposed. If we don't see it here, we'll see it when when when, when your books are opened. You think your judgment is private? <laughs> two. There are two types of judgment. The one where you stand before the Lord immediately. The second one when He then gathers everyone together, then one by one. You just say you come forward. You don't even need to speak. Your mouth will, will speak by itself. How do I know? Every time I've met with Jesus, I've realized something. I've realized that the body has no control in his presence. Everything is plain before him. You just are saying, you just are saying what you have done. <laughs> you just are saying what you the Bible says every man will give an account of what he has done in the flesh. Your mouth on its own will just say, Then, you know, there are some things that we have been able to use explanation to cover. For example, you meant bad, but you can explain it in such a way that everybody understands what you did. That's a good thing. Your motive wasn't good, but everybody looks at you and because you are so good at explaining look in nigeria we are good at doing this defending yourself ah you can't keep quiet when somebody says you did this me <laughs> you start arguing 
you start arguing you turn things you twist things you twist even when you don't know on about a topic you can talk about a topic have you seen people like that that's almost all of us how many things have you talked about this week that you don't know about you talk about eternal things as if you know talk about I know the word you <laughs> you when, when did you know it how long did you take to know it? I know the word. You just stand up and be saying, I know things. Look, I'm telling you. They, ah, you know things? What mysteries have been entrusted to you? Somebody will be talking. You see somebody, he's broke, his shoes are scattered. He's preaching. He's saying, look, if you want, he wrote a book on success. That's why I can't buy a book from those men who sell. I don't know how many of you have traveled and you stop at any one of those uh, terminal points and then you see this guy comes to you, he's like, buy my book, I bought it, and the name is How to Achieve Success in Life. And you look at him. Then he says, any amount you have, Bring it. Ah, you are you are teaching success. Ask him what is success. Nothing inside the book is even his own. It's a hundred percent plagiarized book. You pick from here, pick from Napoleon Hill, pick from Brian Tracy, pick from here, pick from here, then you just put it there and write your name. Now those people will say that ah God see you. I'm working hard now, they're not doing it. I will now start stealing no. I'm telling you now. I'll start stealing. I'm, I'm, I'm working hard. What, what have you worked upon? That's how many of us are. You talk about things you don't know. Even football, you don't know. This is somebody so. It's like, you know who it is? Like, who? <laughs> who are you? And then you ask the person, what's the origin of the club you support? So you see, by origin. I'm telling you that we will wound you. <laughs> we will you know, wound you. We will wound you. Can't, you. can't you see our track record? Our. <laughs> Who are you? Like, what do you know? Where have you been? Do you even know one star? Not to talk about you. So, okay, one upcoming star. Everybody around you is still at best a local champion. Yet, you tend to be a master of things you have never seen never experienced and have not handled. So that's the way we are. So we have tended to live in a world of false realities, right? A world where we know things before we know. So, yeah, it's, it's one very, very powerful thing. And so the next thing that God is doing, because there are no more seekers, I saw a state of urgency in, 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 in heaven. Like, honestly, if I was very surprised, because most of the people who will catch this move will be from white garment churches, the young from white garment churches. And for your information, white garment churches are spirit-filled churches. Oh yes, I said it. You can hate me if you like, because I'm sure you also don't like T.B. Joshua, so why not just go ahead and hate all of us? White garment church. If not for the white garment churches, the move of the spirit will not have started in Nigeria. You, because you've not read Nigerian church history, that's why you don't know. You don't know. There was a bubonic plague in Nigeria in the 1940s to 1950s. These white garment 
originators, the fathers of the white garment, were the ones who single-handedly pushed it back, healing every sick person. They were illiterate and didn't know much. What they saw in their trances and visions, they replicated. For example, when Jesus appeared to many of them or angels appeared to them, they saw them wearing white, so they started wearing white. That was it. They heard bells in heaven. The sound of bells and came back and started doing It was just that's actually one sign of real faith for your information. Yeah, if there's a place where Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Please, if it was literal, would you cut your hand? How many of you would have been Christians by now? Because we would have all been limbless. <laughs> would have all been your ear would have gone out your eyes. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing would be there. It's not even short sleeve or long sleeve. We'll just remove the whole thing from your armpit. Not that we're ever removing from here. The whole armpit was the shoulder bone. We'll throw it away. Yeah. But if such a thing was demanded, you wouldn't do it. But these people, in simplicity of faith, saw something and attempted to replicate it. Yeah. Because of them, we have the Holy Ghost today in Nigeria. Because of the white garment churches. Just in case you don't know. Yeah, yeah, hang Redeemed Christian Church was once a white white government church. How many of you knew that? Raise up your hand if you knew. Don't put it down in secret because I will ask you how you know. How did you know? I heard it from one of their pastors. Yes. <laughs> no, you were not born then. You're not born then. You're too young to even know that because you wouldn't have ever seen them wearing white garments. That was long ago. Very long ago. Their, 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 their founder their, their founder was a part of white garment church. They started out as a white garment society. Yes. But the influence of the western church changed it. They changed. They, they started metamorphosing. Small, small. Then the person who finally helped them was John G. Lake. Can you believe that the Redeemed Christian Church was once directly affiliated with John G. Lake? He trained. He trained them. He trained the founder and his leaders. For a while, the White Garment Church was called after John G. Lake's ministry. For a season, before they changed to Redeemed. Tell your neighbor you don't know things. <laughs> I don't know things because you don't want to know. It takes history to know. It doesn't take learning. If you want to know, if you want to know where you're going in your life, read history. You are definitely replicating something someone did good or bad. <clears throat> history is the spirit of prophecy. In a general sense, I can predict where you are going by reading history. Young people ought to love history more than motivation. History should be your biggest library as a young man. The time is going to come when it will be useless because you'd have already used most of your age. But as a young person, your library is to be filled with history. So much history so that you can be guided. So that you can be advised. So that you can advise yourself. At the peak of leadership is self-leadership. The ability to advise yourself. How many of you can advise yourself? How many of you can even realistically look and say, I'm not doing well? 
It's very hard. Everybody is telling themselves we are going somewhere. There is hope. <laughs> I'm doing well as you see me like this. There are people worse than me. <laughs> so just because there are people worse than you, you think you're doing well. Right? So a lot of the time, we have backtraced on the spirit and on the spiritual. Yeah. We have backtraced on the spirit and on the spiritual. So, say I'm waking up. I'm waking up. Yeah. Do, do you... Do you do you not do you not seek that fire in your heart? Don't you seek the fire in your heart? The authentic Christianity. The one that moves lives. The one that changes nations. And another thing that has, that was greatly affected was evangelism. One thing that um, the grace movement was supposed to bring a wild harvest to was evangelism, but somehow it's crippled it. So most people who follow don't preach the... Have you ever really seen somebody who claims to know the grace of God in a boss preaching? How many of you have seen some before? It's very rare. You've seen just two. Just two. But how many of you have seen the holiness guys? You've seen them. You've not seen the holiness guys? Or you don't know who the holiness guys are? You know. You know, redeem, chosen, MFM, deeper life, and then other smaller holiness churches. Is it not true? Yeah. Then other evangelical charismatics like Christ Embassy. A few others. Evangelism that is so important, you know, was 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 turned down. So I'm telling you all of these things to say that God is moving somewhere. But let me tell you the name of this new move. So when the Lord Jesus showed it to me, I was shocked. Would you like to know? Man, it's radical. Like, hey, no, no. It's so radical that the Lord said that it will be times of the great and terrible one. Times of what? And that's why we have stopped doing anything. Well, I don't know about my guys. I don't know about the team who is supposed to be preparing. I, all I know is that I'm preparing. I'm preparing for the times of the great and terrible one. And do you know what he said? He said, throughout, he said the father was um, in charge of a season of moves. Then the spirit came. Then I came. Then the spirit came. He said, the father is coming back. The father is going to be in charge of this particular move. That means that in our times, a man like this, stand up, this guy, for example, will have... Kerabu and Serafu working with him. Who knows what Kerabu and Serafu is? Raise up your hand. What's, what is it? Sorry? Say it. I'm, I didn't hear you. C and S. <laughs> Kerabu and Serafu. <laughs> That's the Yoruba version for cherubim and seraphim. Yeah. It's very abnormal for a cherubim to walk with a man. But it happens. It has happened several times. Archangels functioning with men. When a man has an archangel flowing with him, deadly. What do you think? Isn't it awesome? Yeah. 
Kerabun and Serafu. So I'm sorry for using that local language in case it disturbs you. If it sounds occultic to you, I'm sorry. It's just a word in the Yoruba language, right? So let's just use the normal cherubim and seraphim. And I'm not talking about C and S church. I'm talking about the real beings. All right? And they're they quite a battalion of them. They are actually the father's special detail. They belong to the father. They are the ones who guard the throne. Yeah. Sit down. Thank you. So, and the Lord took me somewhere in heaven and showed me something very amazing. <laughs> Who knows? You know, angels. Are, do you know, for every one person, there's a thousand angels. There are more angels than there are human beings. So if there are seven billion human beings, how many angels do you think there are? <laughs> at least. At least seven trillion. Because there are more, and there are more demons than there are human beings. Because that was one third of heaven falling. <laughs> no, no new demons have joined them. <laughs> no new, but they are still more than mankind. Do you get that? They are still far more than mankind. They are very much far more than mankind. So the Lord showed me, introduced me to an angel. And he told me that his name was Jehuel. Then he showed me these powerful angels. The most powerful angels in heaven. Jesus spoke about them actually in his word. He said, when the son of man comes, he shall come with his angels to reap the harvest. Those angels are directly under the command of Jesus. They are angels of the harvest. I met them. You need to see them. They're the fiercest in heaven. Have you heard warrior angels? Have you heard the term warrior angels? Speak to me. Come on, be lively. You've not heard warrior. Who has heard warrior angels? Now, that term warrior angels belongs to them. They're the warriors. They're the fiercest, strongest, and wildest. If only two of them are with you, you can seize a city. That's how strong they are. And the Lord told me to be very, very dreadful in those days. I mean, you are still seeing miracles. <laughs> you are still seeing healings. We're talking of people who will be speaking from the fire. Say, speaking from the fire. Speaking from the fire. See, as it is right now, I'm speaking from the fire. I'm right now speaking from the fire. And it's only a little fire because I've not entered in fully. But when the time comes, look, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it will be bloody good. The sign of these people will be total humility, holiness, holiness, holiness unto the Lord. Number three. You want to know the next one? I won't tell you. They'll be men of prayer. And they'll be men of sacrifice. People who are willing to really, really die in their work for God. Some will die, but some will not die. But they'll be so 
they will be so powerful they will move you, <coughs> they will move us to another realm of harvest that we've never seen before in in a certain sense in every sense of the word some things that have been forgotten will come back like missionaries you know yeah one of the places, the things we look down on is the office of a, like the, the work of a missionary, isn't it? It's like it's for suffering. <laughs> Once you just say, I want to be a missionary, you say, Che. Hope this guy like to finish. Che, Che. It's not a village like this with a good die. You're going to die in a village, but something powerful is going to come up. Something un- unheard of. Unheard of. It, 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 when you hear it, it will. Have you heard miracles that are difficult to believe? Well, you are about to hear the ones that are difficult to even hear. You are about to hear the ones that are difficult to hear. <clears throat> yeah. Like somebody will be preaching and seven voices will be speaking at the same time while he speaks. My God. You, you don't know what's coming. He'll be talking and seven voices will be speaking out of heaven while he's talking. Shabaya. <laughs> we'll be talking wild days. It will be like Moses, but we'll all be the Moseses of Jesus. It will be like Moses, but we'll all be like the Moseses of Jesus. It's going to be very, very. But now the challenge was the Lord Jesus said to me, He said, Look, the young ones are not seeking me. They've all been disabled. They've all been disabled. Like, can you imagine that hunger and thirst for God is not really existent in your heart anymore? You have to fight for every scrap of attention you give to God. Your heart is so consumed by money that you miss Jesus because of money. Your heart is so... Con- like, have you seen somebody who said that the way we can change the nation is through economics? Well, it has failed. <laughs> and so have your predictions. Like, if everybody had balanced economy, if everybody was doing well, then the country wouldn't be the way it is. Well, the whole world failed, didn't they? All it took was one disease to change the face of the world. The world will never be the same again. The world will never be the same. In fact, traveling is already too expensive. If you, you, you will not know how expensive traveling is. I had to beg God <laughs> if, I could, if I could summon money to come back. I beg money, please. I called many because it was so difficult to travel. What would cost 5,000 became 100,000. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Very difficult. So, the kind of people that will enter into this thing. And you know, God will choose the most un- uh, unlikely people. He does that in every generation. But this one is going to be unique. Because I-, I saw two very great angels. They were so mighty that you could almost see their muscles. They had muscles. Yes, they are angels that have muscles for your information. They had muscles and blonde hair. They were holding some gigantic window in heaven and they held it. It was forcing. There was a wind forcing to close it. 
one was on the left, one was on the right, and they were holding it like this. And they were there because they were commanded to keep it open. And the reason why the window was forcing to shut was that it was a seasonal window, only kept open by the angels of God. And anybody who enters in comes out like a Moses. But what it takes is to seek now, right? Like seeking people. Like if only you can exchange your desire for being a mogul, for being something wild financially, all those things have crumbled and they will never remain the same again. And instead, raise up your hand and say, here I am. And when you raise up your hand to say, here I am, don't say, send them. <laughs> Lord, I'm here. Send them. Yeah, instead you're a reporter. You're the one who points God to person. Say You say, here I am. If you need somebody, you can count on me. If you need somebody, you can count on me. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you must walk in it. You must walk in it. Wow. Yeah, you must walk in it. The angels of the harvest are angels of evangelism. These angels are about the only angels that have the spiritual authority to preach. Angels cannot preach the gospel. They don't have the power to preach. They don't have the authority to preach because that's man's jurisdiction. They don't have the understanding to even preach. They don't have sufficient. But angels of the harvest are able to do it. But the only thing they can never do is they can't lead anyone to Christ. One of the angels of harvest was the one that appeared to the man in the book of Acts. And the angel said to him, God has heard your prayers. Who remembers the man I'm talking about? Cornelius. And said, God has heard your cry. Then he said to him, now call for one Peter. He is in the house of Simon, the tanner. Ask him to come and he will tell you what you must do to be saved. That was the, that was, that's the extent they can preach. But they are the most forceful. What I saw in that vision, when that thing, when we start preaching from the fire, when we start speaking from the fire, I mean, when we start speaking from the fire, guys, look, you walk to someone to preach to them, those angels will arrive from heaven and they will gather around the person and start talking to the person. Most of you don't know that evangelism is spiritual warfare. You don't know that evangelism is spiritual warfare. So your grounds for warfare is a different thing. You don't know. You don't even know what spiritual warfare really is. Amen. Amen. You see, as I'm speaking right now, like immediately three angels appeared here. Right at the back. One here, one in the middle, and one on this side. Like, it's just amazing. Because they enjoy to hear Jesus being talked about. Especially when, he's, when we're revealing something about him, about his agenda. The agenda of the heavenly. So, God has a great plan for us. And, and, and I saw miracles of special healings. If I, I'll give you another update. I saw something from the Lord. The Lord. The Lord showed it to me. I saw everyday people stand up, my dear. I saw everyday people, like my beautiful, wonderful sister here, healing HIV. 
Yes. Everyday people, not so spiritual. She's not so spiritual. You understand? Yeah. I'll say she's more spiritual than her. She's more spiritual than her. <laughs> but she will heal HIV. God then said to me, He said, I'm going to commonize power for incurable diseases. Do you know what it means? To commonize power for incurable diseases. Because that has to be common for the next thing to be seen as extraordinary. That has to be common for the next thing to be seen as extraordinary. It will be so common that on YouTube, this girl will have a page where she's just showing what God is doing through healing HIV, bone diseases. I mean, people without eyeballs, cancers, tumors. I mean, mastery over demons for the youngest of us. She will not need to be a pastor. You get that? Yes, sir. Isn't it lovely? Yes, sir. Please have a seat. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I mean, what about that? Isn't that going to be awesome? Yes, sir. Wow. Awesome times are here. Yeah. So you may be asking, what about money? My question to you is, what about it? <laughs> what about prosperity? What about it? What about it? Don't you see that you are still blind when you're thinking like that? Here's what the Bible says. Seek first the kingdom of God. If your heart is into the agendas and the initiatives of heaven, this is what was meant to be. You see, with the order has changed. Actually, the order was supposed to be like this. You are, in the, you are doing the agenda of the kingdom of God. You are walking with it. You are seeking the agenda of God. And you are flowing in it. And you are functioning in it. Then good things start chasing you. This was the natural flow. The natural flow was that these things shall come after you. We have turned the flow every time your heart comes to money. Every time money comes on your heart, you have changed the flow. You start chasing it. I have never seen a Jew, and I've seen Jews, I've never seen a Jew who thinks about prosperity. I've seen Christians who think about prosperity. I've never seen a Jew. I mean, what is so difficult? Look, look. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. God fed 3 million people every day for 40 years. How, how hungry are you? What kind of food will it take for God to feed you? Or your stomach is one in 3 million. Are you the person who say, God, uh, God, you tried me. I will empty heaven. <laughs> I went to have you, 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 you see yourself has brought yourself <laughs> yourself has reduced you to some nothing nobody here is supposed to have a testimony of being in need or being needy <clears throat> but the reason you're in need is number one you never think of the poor you never think of the poor you don't think of the poor. 
the poor are not in your budget. The poor are not on your priority list daily. Have you reduced your spending just because of the poor? Jesus said, this is how you will know Christians. Remember the poor. When the people said, how did we not know you? Because Jesus said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. You workers of iniquity, I did not know you, right? They said, how did we know you? When I was poor, you didn't feed me. When I was poor, you didn't take care of me. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was in prison, you didn't visit me. Do you see that? You don't know the spiritual place of this thing in Christianity, but it is the reason you are also poor. Jesus said this to me. He said, tell my people that they are not to be blessed. They are supposed to be a blessing. Can we stop thinking about this? Stop thinking like blessed people. The Jews are blessed. You are a blessing. I, I thought that would make you excited. But <laughs> the Jews are blessed. You are a blessing. You are a blessing to nations. You are a blessing. I mean... The, the widows on your streets should rejoice when you walk by. The hungry on your streets should be, they should, they should throw a fit when they see you. As they're walking by, they should be shouting, Daddy, oh, yo, yo. They are running because they have seen a father. Your neighbor is God because when you did it to them, you did it to Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, so you are God. (laughs) When you did it to others, you did it to me. You did it to God. Yeah. Talking about your tithes, talking about your offerings, those things are absolutely necessary for your prosperity. But you can't miss the place of the poor. You can't miss the place of the poor. It's because the poor are not included in your heart. That's why you can't even receive initiatives to alleviate the poor. You see, what it takes to be rich is to think of others. Your selfishness will never let you become free from bondage of lack. So you can't even receive things that can make you prosper. And when you receive those things that can make you prosper, all the blockages come from you. They will never move up to become anything. Because you're selfish. But I see you being broken free. Like our generation, huh? The generation of believers that are here, you will be so blessed. You don't say I'm rich anymore, you say I'm blessed. Yeah. That's that's how you be like you just you are just a blessed person. You are just a blessed person. Can you imagine? I don't know how God would do it, but I, I don't know how it's supposed to be, but I I, I actually see, oh, can you catch this initiative from heaven? I actually see people who can write up the depths of Nigeria with the stroke of their own pens on their own checks. Can you imagine that? See, how much do we owe, Mr. President? Now you see, the president doesn't want to see you because you have never been in the news before. You have never done this. But if you send a message to the government and say, I want to pay off the debts. <laughs> The way the gates of the government house will open, it's open like, 
president will be standing outside. And he will greet you, welcome, sir. I, I didn't know. What's your name? Oh, really? Oh, he, he will tell you, please sit down before he sits down. I say, so, yes. Uh, how's the family? <laughs> you see, you will be wondering if you came to the house of a commoner or to the house of a president. This is, this is something I don't know how. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I do know that all the things you are looking down on are the things that will take those people there. And it's not going to be, oh, you say, financial giants in the kingdom. It's going to be rampant. It's going to be everybody being blessed. But here's the secret. They will not care about being blessed. They will care more about being a blessing. Those people, this is how you know that you might be one of those people when you're always thinking about others. You're, you're on your way. I'm on my way to better days. <laughs> you're not on your way to better days. You're in better days. Amen. Amen. What great times are coming for us. Is it not a blessing? Yes, sir. Wow. Do you like what you've heard? Yes, sir. Yeah, if we prepare ourselves for it. If we start preparing ourselves, so how, 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 how should we prepare ourselves for it? I told you. Now, again, you know in the book of Psalm, the Bible says, I come as it is written of me in the volume of the books. Now, the volume of the books is not... The volume of the books is not your Bible. The volume of the books is not your Bible. So when I was with the Lord, he showed me a great vision. There's a book in the Bible. Uh, there are books in the Bible. I actually went to the Library of Heaven. Oh, Charlie. The Library of Heaven is wild. Look, the Library of Heaven is larger than the continent. One book, like, for example, I went to see the line of immortality. I've been desiring to understand immortality. I kind of feel like I want to live forever. <laughs> you know? Because I want to see the end of... A lot of things, especially where Nigeria will be. You know, in a few hundred years, I really want to see what it will be like. And when I went there, I saw the book Volume 1. I could only read Volume 1. Volume 2, I could only read the opening chapter. Volume 3, I could no longer read it. Then I asked the angel, why can't I read it? He said, because your mind is not renewed for it yet. So you can only receive revelation based on renewal who gets that you can only receive what revelation based on renewal <clears throat> so there are many things in heaven coded from you because of you right there are many things in heaven coded from you because of you yeah if you're feeling sleepy you feel free to stand up you don't have to sit. It's not by force. Just stand with the angels at the back. So, that's something very, very powerful. Now, so what are these books written about you? How many of you, how many of you want me to go on? Like, you want me to tell you more about heaven? Some of you want to know what Jesus looks like. Should I tell you? Would you like to know what Jesus looks like? Don't waste your question, so. <laughs> how was his hair? And all of those things. 
when you're in the presence of Jesus, first of all, he's, full, he's all light. But if you stay in his presence, suddenly the light becomes absorbed. Like the light is transferring to you, then you can suddenly begin to see him. So after a while of meeting with Jesus, I saw his body, finally. Jesus has the body of a black man. Okay, I know you don't believe me, so let's forget it. So, no, you don't. Because it's, it's like black man. You have come. Jesus has the body of a black Asian. The Jews in those days were actually blacks. They actually had black. Have you, have you seen Indians when they're kind of black? That's, that's the color of Jesus. Asian dark. So, anyways, back to the more important things. Because now I've, I've told you, what are you going to do with the color? <laughs> what are you going to do with this color? Right? So, Asian black. So, yeah, just in case maybe you are still thinking you're one of the disadvantaged people. Your Lord and Master is Asian black. But when you meet him, you can never see color. Because he, he wants you to see glory instead of color. Because you were called to glory and virtue, not color. Right? He wants you to see holiness. Because, you know, but as he, First Peter chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, stand up and quote it. That's a blessing. Yeah, First Peter 1, 15 and 16. But as he which had called you is holy, so be ye holy also in all manner of conversation. The word conversation is lifestyle. It was an olden day term. But let's even just use it as our everyday language, conversation. If you can only master conversation, you have even become perfect. James chapter 3 shows us that. It says, in all things we offend. Is <laughs> but if a man is able to control his tongue, that same man is perfect, perfect, and also able to control his whole body. In other words, self-control or the thing we call discipline comes from your conversation. All of you who are saying, "I find it difficult to be disciplined," you are just di- look at your conversation. Look at your conversation. You don't have anything to do. You're just online. You're you're just on WhatsApp, just looking, scrolling through statuses. What's your problem? Your conversation is foolish. (laughs) Your conversation is empty. And you're saying, but we are all young people. You are young. You're a young person getting old into nobodiness in the kingdom and in the world. A job won't save you. A job won't save you. It obviously isn't. You know how many qualified people don't have jobs? I can tell you at least 7 million. And a great portion of those from Christians. What was that statistic you told us that day? That you read about new startups? Anyway, that's not the important thing. So there is a book called the Book of Destiny. Now, how many of you... You don't understand what I'm trying to tell you because this is the last thing I'll tell you 
before I actually just conclude by showing you what I wanted to teach you. What I have to teach you is probably 35 minutes, but I felt so much. When I just stood here, um, I heard someone whisper to me, tell them heaven's agendas. So I'm telling you the nice things. News from heaven. No, we're, we're bored. Aren't you bored with news, daily Nigerian news? Africa, it's the same thing, COVID-19. Youths are everywhere, scattering one place. Sash, the SARS shot someone. Ah, say something new. But now, somebody is giving you news from heaven. Headlines. What a blessing. Yeah, you should know what God is doing per time. And when, I, when I'm done, I'll pray for everybody today. I'll pray for everybody today. You know, that the blessing will start with you. Yeah, the blessing will start with you. Stop trying to be the Moses of your family. Save yourself first. You think you're selfless when you're praying for your family, but it's because, it's because of selfishness you're praying for your family. It's not selflessness that makes you pray for your family. Because the first way to save your family is to come out from among them. It's your selfishness. You feel like if your family were doing well, you would do well. Yeah, you're selfish, so let's forget all those. Every time I meet people, no matter where I've preached, I mean, I've preached to units, hundreds, thousands, and multiple thousands. I've preached to every crowd. I actually enjoy preaching more to smaller crowds because then I can sense the spirits around me more accurately. It's difficult when you're talking to more people. You know? And every time you, you meet someone and say, what do you want to pray for? You see, the most spiritual say, just pray for my family. And it, to them, it's like they've become selfless. You are not selfless. You are selflessly selfish. You're like a woman. A woman can be very sacrificing for a person she loves, but it's not that she's selfless. She expects to be loved back. You try and not love back. <laughs> uh, isn't that true? Yes, sir. Just try and say you won't love the person back. <laughs> uh, the attitude of the person changes. It will suddenly be like... The angel is <laughs> no longer an angel. The person will not call you so much, will not answer your calls. It's like, I was being nice. I was sacrificing, giving you attention. You didn't give it back. So let me go and look for someone else. It's not true. I'm, not, I'm asking a woman. Are you a woman? <clears throat> I'll ask, I'm asking only the two women here. Is it true? Yeah, don't be ashamed. You're a woman. It's not your fault. If, if you probably had a choice, you might not have chosen, but I'm sure you would like to still be a woman. Is it not true? It's very true. It's very, very true. How many guys can attest to the fact that it may be true? <laughs> it may or may not be true, yeah? Just try your best. So you see that it is not for selfless love that a woman loves. It is to be loved back that a woman loves. So your love is the same thing. Your love is a cold love. You don't love. You're selfish. Lovers of self. This book of destiny, not this, but the book of destiny written about you. When I saw the book, Jesus, do you know there are volumes written about you? I said volumes. And each book was the size of a medical encyclopedia. Who has seen a medical encyclopedia before? Huh? How big is it? Who can 
stand up and describe the size of a medical encyclopedia. We can stand up and describe it, yes. It's like a strong concordance. Is it? No, sir. You have not said that's that's one volume. Yes, it's actually yeah, I've seen one that's like that. Like a strong concordance. But which of the strong concordances? The biggest volume. That's a gay gay bread now. <laughs> you have deceived us. Yes, yes, it's correct. It's actually the something of this size. It is long. Bring 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 two of my books. There. Two of the big ones. The one on leadership and the one on essential charismatic doctrines. So let's let's see the size. The size of the book of destiny. Was it? Was okay. Praise the Lord. So we have to see the size. You know, this is like the introduction in heaven for one of the volumes of your life. Just how you will be introduction. And you, I'm sure you think I'm exaggerating. I'm not. Please be fast, be fast. I'm sure you think I'm exaggerating. Volumes are written about you. Tell your neighbor, volumes are written about you. Thank you. Now, if you combine these two things together like this, that's one volume of your life. Volume one. These are the kind of books I read. I don't know the size of books you read. We have retired from <laughs> the other one you like to read. We not like to read books like this. We are into these sizes. Now, so this, this is one volume of your life. Just one. And every next volume, it's bigger. And it takes a mighty angel to hold it. And every time that some, there's something you do in heaven that makes the book get opened, For some of us, the books have remained closed for a long time. But I see that book being opened. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, keep it, keep it there. I see the book actually being... Tell, tell somebody it's about to go down. <laughs> yeah, it's about to go down. Or up, whichever one you like. But, you know... It's amazing. That book, when I saw the book, when I saw my book, hey, look, this is it. The battle is already rigged in your favor. No, no, no. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you maybe something that I'm guessing. I saw, let me tell you something. I saw, I saw prayers that I was to pray in 41 years, 41 years from now, and they were all stamped approved. Everything that you're supposed to pray has already been written down verse by verse. You think you're even the one praying it. You're catching the agendas of heaven. And it was already approved in heaven 41 years from now. My God. I, I want you to know that the Father loves you. I want you to know the Father loves you so much. He just wants you to press in. The Father loves you so much. You are, you are his heart. 
Like, I want you to know that God is really on your side. Yeah. And you deserve the best. You are really loved by God. Yeah. And I was looking. And look, I have books that I'm going to write. And they were all already written in heaven. And forwarded by Jesus. Every country I was ever preaching was mapped down with the crowd already. It was not me. I, I suddenly realized that it was not my evangelism that drew the crowds. It was settled. But you may be asking questions. Why then do I? Because you need to still bind and lose. Why? You are binding what has been bound. That means you are when you're binding, you are aligning with what heaven has bound. Hallelujah. But until you bind, you will not see what has been bound. Until you loose, you will not see what has been loosed. It's wild. It's wild. Your first car is already written. Yeah. Your first car is already written. Some of you have missed it. The second one was written down. The third one. Look, and here's the beauty about it. Every time I saw, the Lord showed me something. Every time you deviate out of God's plan for you, he makes a roundabout. You come right back to it. You are on the Father's heart. Is your heart saying thank you right now on the inside of you? Is there some holy thanksgiving going on right now? Because I'm speaking from the fire. You're on the Father's heart. The Father cares deeply. <clears throat> Every mistake is a roundabout. <clears throat> so God says, who can snatch you from my hands? Every mistake you make, he, that's why the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. Well, here's the amazing thing. We love him because he first loved us. So when you say, for the good of them that love God, like I have to love first. It's true, but you're loving second because he loved first. You're never loving first. A roundabout was made. You are not stuck, my friends. You are, they, Nigeria is not a disadvantage. Africa is not a disadvantage. Benin City is not a disadvantage. You just need to activate the books of destiny. Now, I need to tell you how. Like, if I, should I stop here? No, <laughs> Honestly, do you want me to honestly tell you? Yes. Do you honestly? Yes, sir. You don't. It's not showing in you. Do you really want me to? Yes, <laughs> do you? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you have spoken for everybody. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to? Is it not beautiful to be able to catch the initiatives of heaven? Yes. Yeah. In those days, this is what teachings would be like. When that time comes, men will be speaking right out of the throne of experience with God and taking everybody into it. You will hear scripture while the words are being spoken. We're already there. You know, one day, I was praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, I want to be 
what you want me to be. And I feel like for years, through your angels and through many people, and even through yourself, I mean, the Lord Jesus appeared to me some years ago also. And so surprising, he told me the last time that he appeared to me years ago. So it was like between 2008, 2009, five times. And he told me, I will not appear to you again until we meet in heaven. <laughs> then suddenly he came again. And I was wondering to myself, like, why? Then he said, it's my words. I can change what I like. Yeah. I can say what I like. God can say what he likes about you. He can say today to that king, Hezekiah, you're going to die. And just while the king turns his face, he says, go back and tell him you're going to live 15 years more. Well, it's his word. Who are you? He says, oh, but that's not you. You are the Lord. You never change. His character hasn't changed. Well, sure, he can improve his mindset. What's the use of a mind if it cannot change? Some of our minds are not useful because we can't change. We can't change many things. We can't change our many things. Here's how to catch. And here's how to. You don't need to write it. Everything I'm saying is, you see, supernatural stories have a way of sticking. (laughs) Isn't that true? They have a way of sticking. So, here's how. You see, the way to activate the books, first thing you must know is that for every chapter, there are angels waiting to make it happen. Angels are very important in, 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 the, in the issues of your life. Without angels, you will not move forward. You need angelic assistance. Or otherwise, you need demonic assistance. Angels are so important. They are so important. So what I saw was this. Was that the part, the book of destiny opened suddenly as I began to do something. And immediately, an angel from heaven flew. Now, I... Only I didn't see many angels that had wings except cherubs and seraphs. Most angels don't have wings. They move at the speed of spiritual light. They move at the speed of spiritual light. But they are not flying. You can't say they are flying or they are running. <laughs> you can't say they are flying. Many angels don't have wings. So that those pictures you are seeing are just fantasies. Many angels. Well, the ones I saw, I didn't see wings. All the angels that have appeared to me, I've never seen one with wings except once. And the one I saw happened to be a cherub. And if you read in the Bible, the only winged creatures in the Bible were cherubs and seraphs. They don't need wings to fly. They need the word of God to move. Once angels 
are given instructions. This is what they do. Why sudden move? They kind of like I don't know how to demonstrate, but they and they just left. They they immediately transported from the heavenly dimension straight to the earth in the twinkling of an eye. Faster than a second, they've arrived. And there's no gravity over them, so they don't they don't fall. They can be in the air. They can just be in the air. Do you understand? Yeah. Once they switch to entering into the Earth's dimension, sometimes their speed changes. You can see them moving. You can see them moving. But that's it's not that okay, it's not that their speed changes. You change at the at the at the twinkling of an eye, so you can see their speed. You can see them moving. But with human eyes you can't. You know, I'll tell you a secret. Angels really wish to be you. I know you wish to be an... The thing is, you surprise them. (laughs) You surprise angels. You see, why do you surprise angels? Angels are never confused. Angels have clarity, 100% clarity. From the day you were born, the angels that that appear to you stand, they are standing right next to you, but they are beholding the face of the Father. Do you know what that means? When an angel looks up to heaven, his eyes are straight at the throne. From the earth, he sees the throne clearly like daylight. Clearly like he's standing there just by looking up. Nothing much. You know, one day an angel came to me and he was talking to me. And while he was talking to me, he stopped. And he was looking like this. And he said, yes. And then he said, I can't continue this statement. He said, the Holy Spirit will tell you the rest. I have to go somewhere else. And he vanished. They hear, what they, 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 they hear the throne like a person whispering in the ear. And sh- you know, when has somebody ever put their hands in your ear like this, then they sh- shouted, ah! that's how they hear. It's Angels have never been confused. <laughs> they are never confused. They are not impure. They are everything. Do you know what surprises them? Now, that you, as confused as you are daily, they behold the Father right from the throne. Right from the earth, as they look up, look as they look up, they're not seeing the sky. They are the throne. When an angel looks forward, he's not seeing buildings. Their eyes are penetrating. They see through walls without even attempting. It's their nature. They're like that. Holy beings. But what surprises them is we talk all your difficulties. Angels don't have difficulties. They don't get hungry. They don't get thirsty. Nothing. They are fine. They are okay. They are neither male nor female. So in case you want to ask if there are female angels, let's settle that once for all. There are no female angels and there are no male angels. You might be thinking Michael is a male, but they are neither male nor female. The only reason we categorize them as male and female is that they look that way. But they don't have body parts. 
that engage gender. So when a person, what makes a person male or female is not his voice. Because I've heard women with bars. Have you not? Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard some scary bars in some women. <laughs> you know, say, hey, see? <laughs> Be like, ah, is this us? It's one woman say, brother, come and help me. <laughs> so, I mean, we've, we've experienced... <laughs> We've experienced quite a lot of these things before, haven't you? Yes, yeah. You know, so, but the angels don't have that. So it is not the voice of a person that determines his gender. It is actually the parts of a person that determine his gender. And angels have no parts. But when they transform, they can choose a gender. An angel can transform into a woman. They are great shapeshifters. An angel can transform into a man. An angel can even transform into an animal. They are great. They can change forms according to the divine instruction of God. They don't do it just by themselves. Right? Okay. I know you're enjoying this. You never want these kind of things to stop. Yeah, but these are not the things that will save you. (laughs) but they are just important to know so activation I'm delaying the activation to tell you how to walk in the books of destiny (sighs) let's close our eyes open the eyes of my heart Lord open the eyes of my heart I wanna see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes, open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you, to see you, to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. To see you high and lifted up, shining, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out, pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Amen. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Open everything. I don't like heat. Are you there? All right. So this is how you walk in the book of destiny. All right. Is your heart connected by faith? All right. Because you can't just be hearing me with your ears. You can't just be seeing me with your eyes. Otherwise, you won't be seeing 
I mean, if, if you say that you're walking in faith, then who is talking to you now? If you say that you're walking in faith, what are you hearing? You see, it's the heart, through the heart that man believes. So if you're only doing these things with your senses, you've already, more or less, you might as well just go home or go to work, like our friend who had to go to work to the office. You just go to work, go to the office. Go and create an office and go there. So the eyes of your heart are very important. Your heart must, must, must be there. What's going on in your heart as I'm talking right now? Is there a prayer going on? Is there some communication with the Lord in your heart? You can't understand without prayer. Right? So, now this is going to amaze you guys. Wow. So, to activate the book of destiny, I saw that it was tongues. Tongues. Say tongues. Glossolalia. Tongues. And every time that you spend now, it's one thing to speak in tongues. Right? It's another thing to invest in tongues. Invest in tongues. Are you with me? Yes, sir. It's one thing to speak in tongues. It's another thing to invest in tongues. Invest in tongues. I saw that every time that I was praying in tongues, the book of destiny would get open. One of the angels would come. He would read it. He would read it. Then he would go and report to Jesus that this person has activated this thing. And Jesus will say, go. And he will vanish. Book of destiny. Wouldn't you like ask your neighbor, is it not high time you stop living like you don't have a destiny? Uh, uh, You still be singing that, you know, reggae song, destiny. I want to rule my destiny. You still want to rule your destiny till now. Stop ruling your destiny and walk in it. Tongues. See, our problem is that we are not invested in these things with faithfulness. You are not faithful at it. And because you are not faithful at it, you are not able to walk in the book of destiny. It's one of the reasons tongues was given to us. Because it takes prayers for you to align with God's will. So God knows that if he gave you only his word, you still wouldn't know the best place. Because the word, how many of you have been confused about what to dwell on in the word of God before? Like, should I dwell on this promise or this one? I don't know, have you ever been there? I've been there before, it's like, this scripture, which is better? You know, or you hear a man of God preach today, one revelation is so deep, you hear another one, another one, you're like, God, which one am I taking? Can I have all two, all three, or all three thousand? You see? So God knew that. God knows the confusion. For example, if I were to ask you, what's the most important book in the Bible? How would you know? What's the most important book in the Bible to you? 
to you which one is the most important one? Proverbs to you. <laughs> to you. Okay, to you. Genesis and John, to you. You don't know or no? No. To you. Proverbs to you. <laughs> to you. I, I love this drama. Mm. Selected places. Okay. Yeah. And yet we hear the Holy Ghost saying Second Timothy three sixteen, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable. How many scriptures? All. All. That's why there's so much confusion as to which is the most important or which is the best. Which is because it is all given by the inspiration of God. Your destiny is also given by the inspiration of God. There is something written about you. Look, your grand ceremony to heaven has already been written down. It's already been written down. The day you, you arrive at the gates of heaven, the hope, all the, the, the welcome address, everything is written down. You can go right now into heaven and ask for it and read it. But you spoil your own show. Some things should be a surprise. I mean, God wants to show you something to say, no, please. I, I, I just I want to be surprised. Yeah, Some of you want to see how your life will be in the next 25 years. Sometimes it makes you lazy. Because you can't even get there at the end of the day. The struggles you are having are not a bad thing. They are an important part of the package. It's, it makes the journey sweet. All your suffering, it makes the journey sweet. Yes. When you hold yourself and refuse to fornicate until you get married, it makes the marriage sweet. Then if you already have, it will make the marriage sweet when you stop. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand? It makes the marriage sweet. Everything has a divine purpose, right? Everything has a place. So remember what I started by telling you that God really loves you, right? Invest time in praying in tongues. How many of you pray in tongues? Yeah. So you're all gifted. You're not, you don't pray in tongues? You pray in tongues? Or you don't. You don't. Everybody has to pray in tongues. Everybody. You have to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Everybody has to receive. Everybody has to walk in it. But don't just speak in other tongues. Invest in it. And invest a great song in it. Should I tell you, I saw a currency in heaven. Heaven has currency. Yeah, it has currency. You can buy some things in heaven. There are things to, 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 to purchase. <laughs> That's why when you listen to great people speak in God, they say, I paid a price for this anointing. They use the currency in heaven. 
Should I tell you the yes, currency sir. so that you can pay something? Yes, sir. There are some things you have to pay price of because it's valuable. And God's not going to just give it to you. The currency of heaven is the heart. It's not a paper bill. It's the heart. The more of your heart you give, the more of what it is in heaven you will receive. Heart is the currency of heaven. That's why a soul is precious to God. So what are you what 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 are you gonna pay? That's why Jesus said, What can a man give in exchange for his soul? What will it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? It's like you have lost the the all important currency. Some of you were thinking I was going to say the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is not a currency, you can't pay for it. And you can't afford to have it. It's not something you can afford. But there are things you exchange for things in heaven. There are, oh, there are exchanges going on in heaven. As I'm talking right now, there are exchanges going on. There are exchanges going on between your, your heart and the divine spirit and angels. As I'm, as I'm speaking right now, there are exchanges going. God is taking something. Angels are planting things and taking things. There are exchanges going on. Some of you, your hearts are being changed for flames. Instead of a heart, you just have a burning flame. Yeah. There are many kinds of exchanges. Some angels are being exchanged for new ones. It's not that the ones you had are old and worn out. But <laughs> maybe they're tired of you. <laughs> they're like, oh, this guy is so lazy. Please deliver us from him. So engage with praying in other tongues. Why? Because you need to walk. Once you start walking, once the books of destiny is open and you start living from there, I'll tell you what, you never, you never struggle with what you're struggling with right now. You see, all that, all that hustle that you're hustling is because the book of destiny is not open. Stop visiting once in a while. I mean, when I mean pray in tongues, I mean invest. So if you invest your heart, it means you put all your heart in. And anything the heart goes into, it goes with the equivalent of time. If you put your heart into a relationship, you are putting time in it. Is it not true? How much time? Ask your, your, ask your neighbor, are you in a relationship? Are you in a relationship? Are you in a relationship? <laughs> what did the person say? <laughs> I can't believe that are you in a relationship is top secret. <laughs> oh my god. Is it that you are committing a lot of atrocities? <laughs> like the atrocities. Ah, it's very fearful. <laughs> so surprising. No openness in the chat. <laughs> now, if you're okay, have you been in a relationship? Ask your neighbor. Have you been in a relationship? What did they say? 
<laughs> is it yes? <laughs> now, ask the person, did it work? Obviously, no. We know it didn't work because you have been. <laughs> you have been. I mean, it's not I am in that particular one. So it didn't work. Do you know why it didn't work? Because your heart was knowing it. Or the other person's heart was knowing it. It was, a, it was an exchange of hearts. The price of love is the whole heart. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. The price is the whole heart consumed. The whole heart consumed. So, I'm rounding up. Just small advice I have for you. Once I say I've rounded up, if you want to leave, just feel free to go because it's not a service. This is what your service is for you. It's not a service. So you can just stand up and go, but I can also keep talking. But once you are tired, just stand up and go. Don't feel I'm not feel bad. Don't say, oh, this person until one person, then until zero. To just feel free. But I believe Sundays belong to God. Do you understand? I believe this is why Christianity and your life has not changed so far. How many of you honestly wish that your life could change? Like, honestly. Just say the truth. Like, honestly, you wish that your life could be what it is in the Word of God. Raise up your hand. Like, is there anything that you are struggling with that you know right now that you really want to be free from? Is there anybody? Um, I also have things I'm struggling with. Everybody, I think, except her, but I think everybody else might have. Some other people also may not have, but it's just that they're not here. So she happens to be in the only one right now, but it doesn't mean there are no other people like that. Yeah. I know that I need a change every day. Like, there are so many things I need to change. There are so many things I need to change. There are so many things. Like every time I look at Jesus and I look my, at myself, I just see how that I shouldn't even be asking for things. I don't know if you've ever been there. Like you look at Jesus, you look at yourself, and you say, What am I even asking for? You know? I remember one time I was praying, and then the Lord said to me, The Lord said, Don't be the kind of son who receives everything by grace. I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, most of my kids, they get things because of grace, because of redemption. They don't get things because they know me. Can you imagine that? You know, some of us are like that. You woke up because of grace. Oh, but not by grace, so not by God. Oh, but nobody feel be like this. <laughs> That's why you are always saying things that nobody feel be good person. Nobody feel there is no honest person in this world. See, honestly, there are no you. There is no good person. No, everybody because do you understand what I'm saying? Because in yourself you are disqualified. So everything you receive happens to be only by grace. You are not a friend of God. You're not a person that gets things because you can ask for it. Do you get that? Everything, grace, grace. You were healed by grace. Oh, by my leg, I don't know how I do. God, I go to Abu. You can't, nothing, there's nothing that you can say that this thing is because I'm a friend of God. 
we need to start entering friendship levels with God. You can't just be getting things only because it was already provided. You have to move forward. You have to be able to press on. Isn't that what Jesus said? Jesus used an example of a woman who kept coming to an unjust judge and said, give me what is owed me. Then he said, look at that man. Even though he doesn't respect God, neither does he fear, does he care about anybody. But because of this woman's persistence, she got it. Then he said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth, even though he delays? Yeah, you, if you say you're a friend of God and you have faith, look at how you are when delays have happened. Look at how many times you have been offended at God. Offended at Christianity. Offended at God. Offended at Christians. Offended at Christianity. Offended at pastors. Those people, they do like money. What is this? Look, look at the mansion he's living in. Jet, he can't even throw at least one million to me. <laughs> even if he gives me 10,000 a day, will he die? You are offended at everything. Why? Because delays offend you. Yeah. Some of us here, you are victims of delay. You are victims of things not going as you expect. You are victims of, of difficulties and hardships. But if you are a friend of God, when good things happen, you will say, thank you, Jesus. When bad things happen, you will say, thank you, Jesus. That's how you know friends of God. Because they know the character of the person. I may be delayed, but I'll get there. I may be going slowly, but I will get there. Do you get that? If God has to extend your life by hundreds of years, just so you can get there, he'll do it. But you're the one thinking your life is short. Who told you? Did God reveal when you died to you? He that believes will not make haste. That's what the Bible says. He that believes will not make make haste. Yeah, that's why you're in a hurry. So you can't take time to pray. Do you get it? Yes, sir. So if you want to, if you were to ask me, how long should I pray? If I were to ask you, how long should you pray? How long do you think you pray? How long do you think? should be. To walk in the books of destiny, how long do you think? I mean, because I said invest. Invest your heart and your heart goes with your time. So, to you. Everybody have a figure. There's nothing like I don't know. Just something you feel in your heart, okay? Yeah. Twelve hours. (laughs) That's powerful. Is it not powerful? Yes, Yes, my dear. One hour. Beautiful. Yes? Six to nine hours. Yes? 24 hours. Beautiful. Pardon? Okay. Yes? That's 24 hours. Is it? All the time is 24 hours. Yes? 24 hours. Nine hours. Six to eight. <laughs> so how many hours are you giving God here right now? How many did you plan to give God here? <laughs> God knows the heart. How many did you plan to give him? The whole day, 24 hours. Do you see your hypocrisy? 
Do you see your hypocrisy? If possible. <laughs> if possible. Then where's the heart? Because it's on chance. It's on chance. Where's the heart? The heart is intentional. What is if possible? So if, if your beloved, you're in a relationship. If your beloved says, I'll love you if possible. I'll talk to you if possible. Whenever there's chance, we'll talk. Is that how you guys talk? Whenever there's chance. Say the truth. <laughs> you're not sure. You're not sure. But just know that if, if, if the way you relate with your beloved, all right, is on if possible. How many of you know the relationship is closing down? It's closing down. They can never be if possible. You must make room for me. There's a song like that. I will make room for you. You should hear that song. It's a lovely song. I'll make room for you. You must make room. The, the, the song starts like this. I make room for what I treasure. I make room for what I like. You make room for what you treasure and what you like. So when somebody makes time, when somebody comes to you by chance, Charlie, just tell the person, look, let's sit down, let's, let's be serious. Is there still love? <laughs> Let us start singing it. Let there be love shared among us. <laughs> I'm saying this to everybody here. If you're in a relationship where you have to have chance, do you understand? Before you communicate, you are not in a relationship. The person is in a relationship with someone they love. And if it is not a human being, it is what they are doing. It can be a career. Can be a job. They can love. They can. You don't have to love a human being. There are people who don't love human beings. They love money. There are people who don't love human beings. They love other things. They only. They are just married because of society. But what they really love is what they give time to. If you love the Lord, it will show in your time. Yeah. That's why I feel like many of us are kind of hypocritical. Because you don't have plans to give God time in, in his house. You're always thinking of how long it takes. But it's amazing that when I was talking about the move and your, your heart is like, Ade, we go there. You're gingery, shaking. Go shake, go shake the area. <laughs> Which area are you shaking? Hypocrisy. That's what it's called. You're double-tongued and double-faced. Right, so don't give God if there is chance, okay? There's nothing like that. You give God the time. Daniel was the most busy man that is recorded in the Bible as a lay person. He was a man who had a job, and from the day he was young, he was a government official. From being from a teenager, you you would, you know sometimes say, I want to ask you what you are doing. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Government official from when he was a captured slave until Daniel died, he was a government official. He was promoted and promoted and promoted until he became one of the satraps. And the satraps was like prime minister. He was only, only two people were before him, before the throne. Only two people were before Daniel. There, was, there were kings, then satraps were presidents. So the king, then the presidents, and Daniel was the second king, president. Then 
over time he was promoted. So after the king, he was the, he was the president. Because the Bible says he was made to be um, the ruler over the satraps, the wise men. He was their, the president of all the wise men. And only the wise men were made satraps. Daniel prayed three, five times a day. Is it three or five? Three times. Three times a day. Against, do you know what it means to find to be so busy? Look, you will not understand how it is to walk in destiny. Once you walk in destiny, do you know you become a busy person? You be so busy. It's like if you tell me that you want to see me, if you if you come in the morning that you want to see me, let's say you come by 8 a.m. in the morning. The, the next time you see me is 12. But I'll be in this house. But I'll be very busy. Because I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing some things for God. I'm, I'm doing things. I'm doing important things. So yes, 12 hours of prayer is possible, of course. By the grace of God, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. You can, you can do that. But those selected times where you have to pray on your own, choose good times to pray. Invest good times in prayer. Yeah. I, I would personally recommend four or five hours. Then the remaining hours of the day, continue to pray inwardly. So that's 24 hours. But I'm telling you that that time you invest in speaking in tongues, I'll say four or five hours a day. Four or five hours of prayer a day. Now, which of you here is so busy that you don't have four hours and five hours to pray for God, to God? Can I say your hand? You are so busy you don't have five hours to pray. Just raise your hand so I can advise you. you do, you're busy you don't have five hours. Yeah. Because if you are so busy like that, then the simple truth is that you would, you would probably delay many things until the day you leave this world. You know it's possible to not experience what God has planned for you. Do you know that? Yeah, that's how come we are where we are today. God has many great plans, but not very many people walk in it. Some people die only to find out that this is what they could have been. I have a particular man who is a partner of our ministry. All right? He's wealthy. Okay? One has been a blessing. I know something very amazing. <laughs> he told me that he was called when he was a teenager. Now he's an old man. He followed money. Now he's an old man. And he doesn't have the strength anymore. So the only way he's saying he's sorry to God is looking for young people to support. It doesn't change anything. But I can't tell him. The reason I can't tell him is not because I want to withdraw the support, but that he knows. It's something you know, but it's like a way of trying to always make take, oh God, I'm sorry I didn't answer the call. But I believe he would have been something greater. He would have been something greater, even wealthier. Do you get it? Oh, he has lived most of his 60 years on earth, pursuing positions in oil companies. Until now, he has retired. He's now tired. Arthritis is setting in. If you're tired and sleepy, stand up. And then that's when he's now saying, oh, if I had known, I would have done this. Do you get that? But that's not going to be your case. Amen. Amen. 
So God loves you. God likes you. God is thinking about you. And you're going there. All right? We are going to get there. All right? I just want you to know that we're going to get there. And, and yeah, I didn't tell you the good part also. There's a good part the Lord told me. This, this There's going to be a great season of supernatural provision. Yeah. yeah, supernatural provision. I mean, like, the provision is just going to be so supernatural. You know, it's always a mysterious how that you are close to lack, but you're never there. Yeah. Like, close to it, but never there. Close to it. I remember yesterday, someone was making, helping me make tea. And when we were making the tea, you notice that, you know, well, I, I got, because I like to take green tea, and um, so it was supposed to be 20 in the pack, and I'd been using the same, drinking it every day for three weeks. I mean, 20 should have finished, right? But it just hasn't finished. And she was like, is this thing multiplying or what? So I was like, who knows? Who knows? I mean, you could drink 20, 20 bags for 20 years. <laughs> you just wouldn't know if it's multiplying or it's just that you miscounted or that you're not seeing properly. But <laughs> who knows? Mysterious provision. Yeah. But you have to key into these things in the place of prayer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I think I've finished here. I've finished telling you everything that you need to know. All right? And I've concluded on such a powerful note with you. Uh telling you the truth about God's grace and God's work. All right? Okay. I will conclude with only this note, on this note. <clears throat> I think it should be First Thessalonians or something. It says, uh, let's look at it. Let's look at it. All right? We're almost done by the grace of God. Thank you for giving God time. I mean, uh, we have come to the point where we have to start thanking God that people gave him time. That's how important you've become, isn't it? Yeah, you've become that special now. <laughs> Why are you all laughing? No, he said no. Did he say no or yes? He said no. Oh, you are special now that God has to thank you. No, 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 special. You didn't hear what we said. Uh, okay. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three. Mercy. Is everybody there? If you are there, say I am. If you are not, say I am. <laughs> You're not there. You're not there. She should know where it is. You know, a Bible person. It's not your Bible. The Bible is some way. Then give her a bigger one. Use something loafier. So when... Yeah, I, there are some people like that. You've mastered your own Bible. Is that your case? Huh? Hello? Is that your case? You've mastered your Bible, so you don't know how to use another one. <clears throat> Beautiful. No, it's true. There are people like that. I'm like that sometimes. When I take someone's Bible, I can't easily open it, like, with speed. Get, is everybody there now? <laughs> Just join join him and, and read. First Thessalonians five verse twenty three. Kindly read it. First Thessalonians five verse twenty three. And the very God of peace mm. sanctify you wholly, 
and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Spirit, soul, and body. So this is just what I want to tell you briefly. Now, some of us have had some issues understanding the grace of God, right? And there are some things that, as I go on to tell you, you will have some issues with them. And I just want to set this straight in very few minutes. You have, uh, what you would say, three divisions in your nature. Right? But in reality, it's not a tripartite nature. But you have three divisions in your nature. Spirit. The second one is what? Soul. And the third one is what? Body. Now, your spirit, your soul, and your body were um, things considered on the cross. Did you know Jesus didn't die to save you? Salvation is a means to an end. Salvation is not the purpose. He died to bring you into a relationship. Into a family. Salvation is not the purpose of the cross. The purpose of the cross is relationship. Do you understand that? Yeah. The relationship. So salvation is only absolutely necessary because until you get into, until you become saved, you can't get close. You can't get in. Right? But the real purpose of the cross was so that, look what Jesus said. He said, I go to my God and your God, to my Father and your Father, so that his God will be your God and his Father will be your Father. You have become a child of God, not a Christian, a child of God. I somehow think that there's a difference between a child of God and a Christian. Sometimes it looks like there's a difference because it's like there are different shades of Christians. You see? Most of us here, the only time people know you're a Christian is when you say, I'm a Christian. If we check your phone now, <laughs> we'll be shocked. If we check your phone, if God should allow me to speak the things that I'm seeing prophetically, it will be weird. The, you, <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> you say, hey, we scattered everything. You never see, you never come here. <laughs> you say, God, I will not go there again. What kind of disgrace was that? Yeah, some of you have hidden files with files that have files of pictures and videos that a man should not see or a woman. But you're really doing it to yourself. Yeah, because while I'm standing here, I'm actually seeing a lot of us tormented by evil spirits. Yeah. A lot of us where you have a relationship, but you're always, there's a way you give room to the opposite sex. That like you're not in a relationship, but you're always keeping them around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not but you're keeping them. You just know how to flirt. You're just, you're just really good at it. Oh, baby, I missed you. Why? What kind of person are you? You're, you're, you're a very evil person. Because you have the ability to destroy people's hearts. You're a destroyer. You're one of the people that causes pain in the world. You're assisting the devil. Yeah, because somebody is being deceived. Do you understand? Somebody is being deceived that you, that you like him or you like her, that you're into the person. 
the person doesn't know that you're already well secured. <laughs> and the person will keep trying and you just, everything they say something, they say, wow. You will not say, hey, shh. Move. <laughs> no. Goodbye, world. You will not say it. Too. <laughs> you will not say it. On your status, nobody will ever see that you really love Jesus because you're also doing it to Jesus. Because there's a way a God lover will be related to online. If your status is always about how much you love Jesus, about this, and there's a way people relate to you. Probably you will not get, <laughs> you not get people texting you every day as much as they text you. <laughs> because separation makes you lonely. You'll be, you'll be in the midst of thousands, but you'll still be alone. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. Many of you are like that. I, I, and I feel like I'm talking to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay? Yeah. Just smile and tell somebody, congratulations, God has solved your problem. <laughs> God has solved our problems. All our problems have been solved. You see, I'm not just speaking of you. I'm speaking of myself, too. Because many times my heart can tend to be like that. In a way, you don't want to put a clear distinction of where you are. Do you get it? Every one of us, as long as we have flesh, we are tempted like that. Don't, don't feel like that. God loves you. Do you get it? Every, I said how many of us? Everybody. 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 I probably have more temptation with the opposite sex than all of you here. You may not believe it. I probably have more because more people tend to want to be around me. Usually the opposite sex. I mean, I'm telling you the truth. I, I just can't tell you my personal back, background stories. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. I've, I've been there. I've been where every one of you are right now in your lives. I've been, I'm not old per se, but I'm a bit aged in the spirit with respect to experience. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Every one of you here who feels like you have suffered, you haven't seen anything. You haven't seen anything. I've slept in more villages than you. I don't know how many villages you've slept in. I don't know. I don't know how many juju priest houses you've slept in. I didn't sleep there because I went to ask for powers. I slept there because the church didn't accept me, but the juju priest accepted me. He said, sleep here if you can. Because somebody is going to preach to other people. He has to sleep in a priest's house. So if you wake up and they see that you are alive, say, ah, he's a man of God. <laughs> ah, he's a man of God. <laughs> if you so just wake up, ah, he's a man of God, then sleep there two weeks. And say, ah, he's really, really of God. So it's not that everything you are going through, you are the only person who thinks you are going through something. Is it lack? Some of you, you don't even, you don't know. Is it that you are not too educated? The opportunities are not there. Stop looking for who will help you. Start looking for the book of destiny. Enter into God's plan for you. Brother T.B. Joshua is probably less educated than you. Your lowest qualification might be his highest. Yeah. Do you get that? Yes. yes. And we can name several others 
several others. I don't admire people outside the church. I don't admire, I don't admire Bill Gates. I don't think he's anything. I don't think he's anything. He's even one of the... Let's forget that. So I'm telling you right now that you are not going through anything. Stop acting like you are suffering. Like your, your case is bad. Or like you are the worst sinner. You are not 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 the worst sinner. And you, my friend, are not the worst sinner. Yes. I recently saw a person who changed his gender. Have you gone gone that far? Changed his gender, changed his hair, had breasts. Breasts. But the only thing he couldn't change was his lower regions. He couldn't change his penis into a vagina. He tried everything, spent his whole life trying to become a woman. Even got married when he was 17. He got married to a man. You are not the worst sinner. You are not the worst. You are not the worst. You are not the worst. You are not the none of you here. You are not the worst. You are not the worst. You are not. You are not. No sin God cannot forgive. Nothing. The problem is when you have challenges, do you run to God? Or do you run from Him? That's always the problem we have. Do you understand me? Do you run to God or do you run from Him? Are you always trying to cover your sin? You can't even tell somebody that can help you. Somebody that can pray for you, preach to you, guide you, instruct you, love you. You say, oh, people, when you tell some people, they will go and tell everybody and use it as a topic. (laughs) You are hilarious. Do you know why you are hilarious? The reason why you are hilarious is that You've not even you've not even done anything worth teaching about. Do you understand? You've not done anything worth teaching about. A prostitute whom Jesus cast out fourteen demons remained his topic, and she still came out in the open to be with the Lord. And she came and washed his feet with her hair. And dried his feet with her hair and washed it with her tears. And spent a great investment by pouring very expensive perfume on Jesus' feet. Everybody knew she was a prostitute. Her problem chased her to Jesus. She paid a price for a spot in the Bible and in the kingdom called Unforgettable. Jesus said, wherever the scripture is read, she will not be forgotten. Am I talking to somebody? You are not the worst. Your problem is that you are a Christian, but you are not a converted Christian. Your attitude has not been converted. Your life has not been converted. You are just a Christian. So we can't see Christ in you. That's why I'm mentioning spirit, soul, and body. We can't see Christ in you. The fruit of the spirit is not manifest in you. Look, every young person is struggling with fornication. 
every young person is struggling with fornication. Am I young? Then don't exclude me. Am I young? If you say no, you too, you are old. <laughs> if you say no, you are also old. People will look at you and say, you are old, though. <laughs> yeah, because I'm young by the grace of God. Mark this, for the next 10 years, my form will not be abated. It's not, don't worry about your amen. It's my prayers and my promise. For the next 10 years, you keep saying I'm old. I'm not old, though. I'm doing what you people are not doing if you say that you are young. Because young people have a lot of strength. What are you using your strength for with the Lord, right? Sin should not draw you far from God. It should draw you close to Him. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Sin should not what? Take you far. It should draw you near. It should draw you near. The reason you are struggling with fornication and sins of the flesh is not because you have the body parts you have. It's not. It's not. It's because you keep running from God. It's because you keep finding ways to help yourself. Then some of you try to go to God and all you do is, God, help me. You don't even know how to receive help from God. Because you don't come with faith. You don't know how to receive help. And holiness comes from inside out. Now, your spirit. When Jesus died on the cross, everything that Jesus did for you is already done in the spirit. In your spirit, you're already complete. Say that to your friend. In your spirit, you're already complete, right? In your spirit, you're already prosperous. You're already blessed. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I mean, if God can open your eyes to see what you are in the spirit, you'll probably not like to have that eye closed. You'd rather see what you are in the invisible because when you open your eye, empty pallor. <laughs> it's just sometimes better to live there. Yeah. That's why people who can really see and relate to the spirits don't like this world. They don't like this world and they're not attached to it because everything is just, it's just so funny here. With all the houses, when you close your eyes and you're really with God, with everything that you have, when you open your eyes, you still see that you are poor. Because in the spirit, you can be more than that. You actually will be more than that. A person can be poor and still be a friend of God. It's not about being rich. Riches are not a reward for being close to God. A person can be sick and still be a friend of God. Health is not a reward for being close to God. But in your spirit, everything was already done. So that's spirit, right? So your spirit is 100% healthy. Your spirit is 100% anointed. Look, the anointing on you, if God were to turn you inside out, like take your body and put it inside, then bring your spirit. When you just walk on these streets, Every dead person will rise. 
because you wanted to buy yogurt. You didn't want to pray. You just said, how much? Every dead person will rise. You are so anointed in your spirit. But in the physical, it doesn't seem like that, right? Now, so you are, you are the full rewards of redemption are already at work in your spirit. So in the spirit, redemption is complete. Come, who wants to be spirit? Come and be spirit. Yeah, who wants to be soul? Come and be soul, please. Spirit, stand here. Uh, I'm looking for height differences as well. I hope you're taller than him. No. No, come, come. I think you are. You're not taller. Okay, come. It's good. You know your height. Okay. All right. So you stand here. You stand here. Come this way. If you're not taller than them, come. If I mean, if you're, if you're short. But you're wearing a Okay. So move here. Stand here. <laughs> Stand here. Yeah. Stand here. Okay. So let's call. Should we go in ascending order or in descending order? Descending order. Descending order. So from the tallest to the smallest, or from from the smallest to the. <laughs> so let's go higher. So this is what. What should we call this? <laughs> okay, if you vote that this is body, raise up your hand. <laughs> this is flesh. This is body. This is soul. And this is spirit. Okay, so spirit, soul, <laughs> and body. <laughs> All right. Now, look at this. When Jesus Christ died, what I tell you now, if you understand it, you understand the whole gospel. And from today onward, you will be confused, even when I say something, when I'll tell you some things. Sit properly. Be disciplined. So, your spirit received everything, fullness in Christ Jesus. When you became born again, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, this man is perfect according to God. And this is where God resides. Right? This place, God resides here. And this place is the real person. Hence why God relates more with this person. Right? Yeah. And that, this is what God is a father to, to spirit. The Bible calls him the father of spirits in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. It says, how much more shall we not be in subjection to the father of spirits? So God fathered your spirit. All right? That's why he's not the father of a passenger's face. In reality, a passenger has a different face in the spirit. The same structure, but beauty. If he's born again. You don't know how beautiful you are. I, I tell you. You know, I, I almost was about to say I swear. Well, I've already said it. <laughs> you don't know how beautiful you are. You don't know how beautiful you are. You don't know how handsome you are. I tell you, if you see what you look like, ah, there's no complexion for you. It's just glory. Glory is a complexion. Brighter and brighter. And this time, it's not, it's not, it's not Victoria's secrets you're using. It's divine secrets that you go brighter and brighter. So this spirit is complete. This is completely redeemed. Right? 
there's nothing to be done here. It is already done, already redeemed, already done, right? Now let's come to the soul. The soul, are you here? The soul is undergoing redemption. The soul is not redeemed. The soul is what? Undergoing redemption. Your spirit is complete in Christ. Your spirit is perfect. Your spirit has everything already done. But the soul is undergoing the process and remains in that process forever. The process of being renewed, being redeemed, being transformed. But the spirit is already transformed, right? So this soul is the one that can receive a lot of changes, needs to be changed again and again and again and again. This needs nothing. This needs nothing. What about the good old flesh? It has not been redeemed. The spirit is finished. The soul is undergoing work, but the flesh has not been redeemed. This is why we still die. Hmm. Even if you walk in divine health, you still die. Even if you get healed, you still die. The flesh has not been redeemed because death is sin in the flesh. I hope you're not doing anything else. We don't do that here. Right? So death is still what? In the flesh. And the Bible says death is the last enemy that will be what? Conquered, destroyed. So death, this body has not been redeemed. The flesh has not been redeemed. The soul is undergoing redemption. And the spirit is already redeemed. Now, every time you're reading the New Testament, you keep seeing these things. For example, God says you're already holy. Then he says, walk in holiness. And he says, purify your flesh. You are already holy in the spirit. The Bible says you're already holy. Hope you know that. So you're already holy. But if you dwelt on this alone, if you dwelt on this alone, you will not be able to walk in your inheritance. Why? Because you have another side of your nature that has to walk in holiness. That's your heart, your soul, right? Pure within. You have to be pure within you. Purity inside of you. You are already rich. But you have to walk in prosperity in your heart. Your heart has to be blessed. Your heart has to know the blessing of God. Your heart has to believe that you are blessed. Now, then the flesh has to practice holiness. Practice prosperity or blessing. Do you get this? Do you see that? Now, look again. Spirit says, you're already anointed. Soul. Fight to be anointed. (laughs) You see? You know? Progressive anointing. Body. It's just body. 
So what happens now? This is where most of us have made the mistake. All the things you know as a finished work are all based on this. But if you know this, you will still be incomplete. You will still be incomplete for one reason. Because then how does it translate and move here? Then how does it move here? Because it must affect the body. Right? So many of us, we are always here, talking from here. But you notice that no matter how much you talk about it, when you look at your mind, see, you are, you say, I am holy, but your thoughts are always constantly unholy. You are fighting unholy thoughts. Who has been there before? Fighting unholy thoughts. Bad, bad thing. It's not bad, bad thing. It's inside your mind. If you're just scrolling by, you're just browsing and you just see a half-naked lady, your mind is shattered. God, before you know it, boy, that website that year, what was the name again? <laughs> that one I used to see. Maybe it was just last week you saw it. But that picture has aroused something in you. But this is already holy. Yet this place is struggling with sin. Surely you will masturbate or fornicate. Surely you will have sex. Or you imagine sex. This is holy. This needs to be renewed into holiness. And this needs to walk in holiness. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see the struggle in Christianity? This is the struggle most of us are having. Some people preach only what is relating to the flesh. Holiness that deals with only the flesh. It is not works. It is just that this is it. Do you understand? So you see some people, have you seen some people before? They dress, some sisters, some women, Christian women, they dress so holily, but their attitudes are very, they are very wicked. Have you seen people like that? Who has seen anybody like that? Very wicked. You see, this one Christian, go for being wicked. But you see, she always, she'll be singing, give me all ye in my lap to keep me burning. <laughs> as soon as you come to meet her, she has a tract for you. You just fall fall out of line a little bit and see. Just just do just make a mistake or don't even make a mistake. Just look like a sinner. <laughs> I mean something. Once you look like a sinner, you are the topic. You are perming your hair. Look at your clothes. All your breasts wants to show. Because of that, you never qualify for something. Just outward holiness. For the inside is full of dead men's bones. Yet the spirit is perfect. Yet the spirit is perfect. You may want to ask, why did God walk on this and he didn't walk on this and this? Because it was his job. He is the father of spirits. And he is the God of all flesh. The flesh must submit in worship, but the spirit is his child. The one that never dies is his business. The one that will perish or that can perish is yours to keep. That's why you will give account for your flesh. You give account for what you've done in the body. You give account for it. Whether you are young or you are old, whether you die in 200 years or not, you will give account 
Your body has a record of everything it has done. I'm not speaking to you as an angel who has done nothing. I've probably done things you have not even done. But we will all give account for what we have done in the flesh. Yes. And it's a blessing to resist sin. There's a great reward that you wanted to do something. You were pressured to do something. And because of Jesus, you didn't. The reward is fantastic. Usually on this earth and outside this earth, just that you are too much in a hurry for reward, so you, you don't want the reward and you don't know there will be a reward. The reward can be with blessed children. You have children who will not be wayward. Do you know the pain of having wayward children? Do you know the pain? How many of you were once wayward? Ah, only one person. Ah, you! Hey, what a shock! Some people have a face of waywardness, <laughs> but they've not been wayward. I was once the pain of the whole extended family. I was once the pain of the whole. It's a very painful. It's like, ah, it's so painful. Okay, which one of you can imagine that you give birth to a child who comes out to say that if she's a girl, she says she believes she's a boy? Slapping. <laughs> How many of you would like that? That your, your daughter comes back one day and says, this is my girlfriend. We want to get married. We want you to bless our relationship. Or you're a boy and just come and say, oh, daddy, mommy, God has finally done it. Too. You know, I was praying, I was seeking his face for the right partner and he spoke to me and he said, this is it. And you know, who can fight the will of God? I can't fight the will of God. You know, but this is my boyfriend and I would like you to be at our wedding. Can you imagine that happening to your kids? The parents who are experiencing it didn't imagine it either. Do you understand me? The people who are experiencing it, or imagine some of you playing around with your bodies to discover that your children are doing it. Then you know that you just open your daughter's room and things are happening. Sorry, saying, oh, mommy, close the door. Why are you embarrassing me? <laughs> mommy, what kind of thing is this now? Can somebody have privacy again? Now look, my boyfriend, now look, we are naked. You just came inside. Why, why are you behaving like this? Ah, can somebody be free? Didn't you do it? <laughs> yeah. Because the rate at which sin is becoming in this world, it will no more be a secret thing. To be like the Western world. Your two 15, 16 year old children are in the parlor. And right there, they're committing immoral acts. And you pass by with your snacks. So, oh, you guys, please take it slowly. Eh? We'll see you later. Is that, is that, you don't, no, who, none of us want that, right? Yes, sir. Come on, let's say the truth, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, none of us want that. So, you have to start sowing the seeds in the right direction. Do you get that? Sow the seeds in the right direction. So you can, you get it? Because if you sow the wrong seeds, you may not expect. If your DNA is full of sin in the flesh, your children will grow with that aversion. It's just normal, actually. I was reading something like that, like men who 
it's, it's like that. Um, if you look, most generational people, like people who have had more than one wife, it just trickles down. It's a genetic thing. It's not even a spiritual thing only. It's genetic. So you see that such a person, even though he wants to stay with one woman, cannot help but attract or be attracted to multiple relationships. It's genetic. But you just, if you just trace it, you see that his great-grandfather was a player. Then his grandfather decided not to be a player but to actually marry, like 18 wives. Then his father has like three wives and some hidden girlfriends that will only be known upon his death. <coughs> then the children just come and say, he's our daddy, he's our father. We have to also share the property. How many of you have heard these stories before? If you've heard these stories, raise up your hand. You've not heard the story before. You've heard the story. So your spirit is something that is very important to God. God has done the work, but your soul is something that is your job. So when somebody preaches that you are already holy, you must recognize that you must practice holiness in your heart. Do you understand? Here's the interesting part. That's, you must be pure inside. Your thoughts must be pure. Your feelings must be pure. Because it is out of it that comes life's greatest treasures. Is it not? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 22. Guard your heart with it, all diligence, for out of it come the issues of life. But mind renewal is not possible with physical action. This is the part of our mind renewal that we did not know. Mind renewal is not possible without the flesh. The flesh, though weak, can be strengthened by faith. Do you understand me? You are already anointed, for example. Now in your heart, do you understand? You have to have faith in the anointing. You have to understand it. You have to walk in its conditions. You have to walk in its environment, in your heart. Because the anoint, everything about God starts in the heart. Finished in the spirit, originates in the heart, manifests in the physical. Who gets that? Finished in the spirit, originates in the heart, manifests where? In the physical. So this is it like this, like this, like this. And if you're dealing with cases of, like, you're dealing with holiness, which is very important for the next glory that is coming, with holiness, the heart must be pure. The more full of Christ that your heart is, right, is the more that you walk in Christ's holiness. But you're already holy inside. But the more full of Christ within you that you are in your heart. Now, Practicing what is in your heart is what will make that change permanent. Do you get it? Hello? Practicing what is in your heart, right, is what is called clean within and clean without. Pure within and pure without. Not the spirit, the soul. Pure within and what? Pure without. So if the heart is pure, can you imagine somebody with pure thoughts having impure actions? Can you imagine something like that? But do you know that it's possible to have pure actions with impure thoughts? How many of you know that? It's possible to do good things and be a bad guy. Huh? I heard recently that fraud stars um, were the ones sponsoring the NSAS movement. Fraud stars. 
good works, evil hearts. Do you see that? Does it make them good? Do you know why they are fighting the answers? Because they are the ones that have been keeping them down. And they were still going ballistic. Now they want an end. The criminals, are, many of them are coming out because most of these answers has kept them at bay. It has kept them at bay as bad as SARS is to many people. Though I've not been around long, but nobody has saved this country from more crime than these wicked people. The wickedness, it's true. It's true. Who has caught more criminals than SARS? Who? I'm listening to you. It's, it's not a shocking fact. Actually, SARS Police. They've stopped more. The only problem is that anything. The, the, no, the major problem is that they were not given. This, this thing I'm saying is from somebody who is dealing with the police force. The person was talking to me this morning. He said the problem with SARS is that they were not given rules of engagement. They were not given rules of engagement. Because, look, what's that thing called? Uh, uh, extreme had to be fought with extreme. Do you understand? Nigeria was turning into a whole criminal nation. It needed extreme people. That was the release of SARS. SARS has existed for more than 20 years. Hope you know that. SARS has been existing for a long time and you didn't know. SARS has been before most of us. We even knew them. But they were activated because of the extra, the extreme nature of crimes. Because first the government saw that people were taking it into their hands to solve crimes. Like having streets, security, vigilantes. Yes, then people started having all these cult guys who were cutting hands on main roads and all of the, what they call them again? Bakasi and all that. So the government released SARS and said, then they took off, they took off the limits. There was no, SARS doesn't report to anyone except to the IG. Now, once you do that, what you have done is you have given absolute power. So if a SARS, now, and then you're in Nigeria where both the SARS are also corrupt, of course. Who, who would say that any government parastatal is not extremely corrupt? It's bad people trying to flush bad people. Who will not take advantage of it? Do you understand? You will never hear of the good they've done. Because they've as well done a lot of bad things. But the crime levels that we are experiencing today is because of SARS. That you think it is high would have been something <laughs> different if they were not existing. They were extreme. They were very extreme. The first five years when they started, the first five years, they were extremely efficient. The moment you call SARS, the criminals will be caught in three days and they will be executed. SARS does not report. They will execute them and then show the dead bodies. They don't do any, they will execute them and show then the people will come and identify, yes, this was a person. It was like magic. The moment you call them, the first five years in Port Harcourt, SARS cleaned the place of cultists, wiped them out. 
I mean, they were afraid to function. Yeah. Once, I remember one time a SAS personnel was undercover. Do you know they were also going undercover? Undercover in Pastor Peace's house. Undercover. Everybody thought he was a normal person. He was there because of one cultist. And they caught the person and he ended there. And the guy left and said, oh, sorry, I'll be here for months because of this guy. He disappeared after that. Do you see? So why are the evil people celebrating it? Because they can't wait for an end like this. Then you will see. You will also see. Yes, they have done so much evil because there was no limit. Do you understand? They had to be extreme, but it's a corrupt country. It's a very corrupt country. It's a very evil country. Now, nobody can boldly say SARS has done some good because you look like an enemy. If only you are truthful. But they've done some good. As well as many evils. I keep saying as well as many evils so that (laughs) nobody would would say, ah, this guy, you on their side, I'm on the side of the truth, right? Okay. So here's where it is now. Your soul is important. It is, those, it is not the spirit that sins. It is the soul. The soul that sins, it shall die. Death happens in the soul. That soul cannot experience the grace of God because it has died, meaning it is no longer responsive. You know there are some of us here who are no longer responsive to some things. You are not responsive to so many things. Like lying is now a normal thing. And you have, you have been saying it by faith until now you're a liar. You were saying things by faith until now you're a liar. Where are you? I'm in Sokoto. But in the spirit, it's like, when you started out at first, it was based on the understanding of faith. And at that time, there were some things you were doing, but now you're just a full-blown liar. <laughs> Do you understand me? Some of us are like that. Last year, I made 200,000, but in this, that was in the spirit. It was like a goal. But because you were sticking those things that be not as though it is, you are now a full-fledged liar. That's called exaggeration. You understand? At the same time, you don't know how to walk in faith. So that's why you've become a liar. Because you didn't know how to do things right. Why? Your body, your body did not practice what the soul knows. So it did not enter into understanding. You started entering into error. Do you get that? You can't see in your heart that you earn 200,000 and not have actions to back it up. You can't see in your heart that you will earn 200,000 and not have actions to back it up. You will start exaggerating. Do you understand? You can't see in your heart that you have many crusades and not have actions, deliberate actions to back it up. That's, that will make you a liar over time because now you start saying we had 20 crusades but you had two small meetings. Two meetings with 20 people. <laughs> and each person was, was one crusade. <laughs> this year we had many miracles because you were on the streets, some few headaches here and there. So let us understand how the word of God works. If you want to really walk in holiness, if you want to walk in purity, start here. Be full of God. Let the word of God abide in you richly. But remember, 
Your way of thinking will not change until you start acting on what is in your heart. Do you get it? Your way of thinking will not change until what? You start acting on the word of God that's in your heart. You can say it as you are thinking it. You can think it as you are saying it. But there will be no change at the level of the soul until you start acting it. Settled? So when I start talking to you about holiness, please, don't go saying that this person is talking condemnation. Because the spirit is pure. But if you don't deal with this, this is where your struggle is coming from. It is because your spirit is rich, but your soul is poor. So the body is dying in poverty. Do you get it? <laughs> yeah. Third John chapter 1, verse 2, what does it say? I pray, my beloved, that you, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health to the, even as your spirit prospered. Right? Is it not as your spirit? Are you sure? Soul or spirit? Even as your body prospereth. So? But they said, even as your soul prospereth. You believe in divine health, but you are not acting in it. You will not move forward. You will not be healthy. The mind will not be renewed. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for blessing us with all the things that I have to say for today. Thank you for giving us the privilege. It is not easily learning from you. And uh, we're all growing in patience. So teach us to love you more and to walk more in you. And Lord, I pray that anyone who in their heart complained about the time, please block them from coming here next week. Please let them not come again. Let them go where time will not be taken. I pray that you will bless only those who have the time for you to be here. I pray that you give us that heart to truly love you while we are preparing for the coming of your move and for your actual coming. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. Be seated. Any questions before I finish, before I go? So please, if you were complaining about it in your heart, next week don't come. It's not a Sunday service, so don't come. Um, do you remember the parable of the story of Lazarus and the rich man? What went to hell? The soul. Okay. So it's his spirit. Because it was the spirit that was thirsty. It was the spirit that wanted him to go and preach. But his soul was with him. All right? Okay. Well, you should have asked what goes to heaven. Why are you into hell like this? Why didn't you say what goes to heaven? You want to put fear in everybody here. If you can, if you can, sorry. It was a mistake now. Ah, I want to blast her for a mistake. We <laughs> kids, stop blasting. Ah, one of our lovely children you want to blast for nothing. Ah, yes. Mm. Yes. And your mind will 
Your memory. Your memory. Your whole memory will be with you. No. As you get to heaven, first the first thing is that no impurity enters into heaven. Like the knowledge that you have. The knowledge of God. Yes. 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 Because the teaching of the word of God, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass, but not one jot or tittle will pass away. So in heaven, the word is still there. Jesus is teaching in heaven. Otherwise, he won't come to teach me. If he's not teaching in heaven, he won't teach on earth. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But here's the thing. There is no class consciousness in heaven, but there are classes. That, that's the purity of it. There is no class consciousness in heaven. And this is where I would ask you to read a beautiful book called The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. There are no classes in heaven. Or you can read The Call. There are no classes in heaven. And I really want you to read that book. It will even help you prepare for what's coming. There are no class consciousnesses in heaven. Everyone serves one king in heaven. Everybody is a servant. When you live here, your works mean nothing after now. But your works will qualify you for where you will enter. Do you get that? Yes. And and rejoiner, when the Lord took him to heaven, one of the things he saw that amazed him, I didn't see this. Do you get? Because I'm I'm not my I'm not yet qualified for such a revelation. And I, I'm, I can boldly say I'm not qualified for such a thing, but there are some of us who are always qualified for everything. It's because of your pride, you're so big, you get that. Like everything, oh, if you can do it, I can do it. You are not qualified yet. It's not a bad thing. Can you do what it will take to be qualified? Because Rick Joyner said for him to get the revelations, he prayed for 40 years for the judgments of God. How long would you pray? They pray for 40 years for the judgments of God and to see Jesus. You want to see Jesus only two months you have tired. <laughs> then you come, you bring a seed to your tea. He said, I just want to give this seed. The seed is that in your heart you are saying, I want to tap into as you see. Hey, 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 slap you now. Slap you just right now. Ah, what's wrong with you? Huh? What's wrong with you? People are giving, are, are sacrificing their hearts you are sacrificing spare money. The reason you gave that money is because another one is coming. It's not because it's sacrifice. What did you sacrifice? Most of you have never actually sacrificed. You've never anything you gave is because something is coming again. You're like you have, your your soul has done calculation to the point where you are no longer calculating. You know. Yeah. Test yourself and sacrifice one day. Test yourself. Give off everything. Go and give everything to the poor. And go and follow Jesus. You say you are, you, are, you are giving. Go and give everything. Yeah, go and do it. Then we'll know that you really have a heart for God. Do you get that? Yeah. Take all your monthly salary and go and give it. And be trekking everywhere you have to go. And telling people the good news about God's love. 
then we'll know that you are sacrificing. So sacrifice, most of what we do is not based on sacrifice. Do you get? We do it because if it were your last, if it were your last money that you will ever have in this world, would you have given it? If it were the last money that after this you die, if you if this this one, if you touch it, you die. If you give it to you die. <laughs> would you have given it? Would you have given it? Would you have given it? Sweethearts, would you have given it? Would you have given it? At least one person is saying the truth. The rest are looking blank. Would you have given it? Would you have given it? You don't know. Would you have given it? <laughs> would you have given it? No. Would you have given it? No. So don't say you are sacrificing for God. And for you to be at that point like that, the first thing to sacrifice is your whole heart. God shouldn't take 50%. Give him all the room. Give him all the room. They say, I'm doing this work just because of God, not because I want to work. Leave me right now. Leave me now and see what will happen. Yeah. So when he went, he said he went to the courts of heaven. He said the courts of heaven is so big that everybody in the world can contain it. First of all, let me give you a correct impression of heaven. When I went to heaven, heaven is not a city. Heaven has cities. Heaven is like a universe. Heaven is... You can't get to the end of heaven. Heaven is infinite as the, as the person who created it. Heaven has infinite layers. like, And heaven has heavens inside it. Inside heaven there are heavens. And in those heavens there are heavens. Heaven is so big. It's so big that if there are aliens in other planets, there's room for them. And if they are really aliens, Jesus also died for them. And I'm sure there there's an evangelist. <clears throat> yes. I don't know if there are other people other than human beings. I don't know. I know there are others, there are spirits. But I don't know if there are people in other planets, other galaxies. But if there is, the Savior has been there. He can die in different places for different people. The price can be paid. Yes. So, make no mistake, okay? In that court of salvation, do you know that's where Rejoina said he saw most of the great generals on earth, God's generals, who shook the earth. They were all at the courts of heaven. And the thrones in heaven the thrones, the golden thrones that were all lined up by Jesus. He was very far away, but he, Jesus gave him the ability to see it. The thrones, if you see these thrones, oh boy. Oh boy. When the Bible says we are seated together. Oh, that chair, your bum bum won't want to. It won't pay you like your bum bum is paying you now. It won't pay you. As in when you sit down, you will not stand. Beautiful throne in heaven. Most of them were empty. And they've been empty for generations. For most of the generations of mankind, they've been empty. Then guess the ones that people were sitting on, guess the people who were really sitting there, praying mothers and housewives. Not evangelists and bishops and popes. Praying mothers. and We have to start calculating success the right way. Amen. All right, God bless you. So, no other question?
None? Yes, your question. Sit down, please. You said something about the mind of the soul and the body, that the soul, the um, body, has to do something. That it has to do paradigms, uh, but in action, it's what is it? The soul. That until the body does it, the soul will not be. Okay, I want you to explain it. Practice makes perfect. If you want to be slim, if inside your heart you are an ultras nigger, you have muscles, Igbi Wija, this is how you're walking inside your mind, then you don't pick up even one bag of rice. Will you get there? So it's not about what's in your mind. It's about what you complement. Faith without works is dead. As a body without the spirit, is dead. Right? It's not true. The body without the spirit is a zombie. Eh? It's not a zombie, it's dead. There's a difference between zombie and, and... God bless you for listening to this anointed sermon of Tichatonye today. We are excited and would love to hear from you. Kindly share your questions, prayer needs and praise reports about how this sermon has blessed you, no matter how brief via our email address at playfan at gmail.com. That is P-L-E-F-A-N at gmail.com. Kindly subscribe and share so the name of Jesus can go far and wide through this ministry. And until next time, God bless you.